Hi, I'm Alan Tepper. Today on Beyond Podcasting, we converse with Anthony Matana of Hook Audio, creator of Hook Lav, the wireless lavalier microphone which transmits 48 kilohertz 24-bit audio via Bluetooth to your Android, iOS, iPadOS, or conventional camcorder while recording a local WAV file just in case. Thanks for tuning in to beyondpodcasting.com, where we recognize that your online radio show is much more than just a podcast. Your show can be broadcast live, which is not a podcast. Your show can be heard on a website, which isn't a podcast either. Of course, your online radio show can and should also be syndicated as a podcast via RSS, where your listeners can subscribe using a standard podcatcher or your show's own branded app for Android and iOS. Beyondpodcasting.com covers microphones, interfaces, mixers, production software, recording techniques, best practices, and more. Now enjoy another episode of Beyondpodcasting.com with your host, Alan Tepper. That's right. I'm Alan Tepper from the Beyond Podcasting Studio in Coral Gables, Miami, Florida. And today we'll be chatting with Anthony Matana of Hook Audio, creator of Hook Lav, the wireless lavalier microphone which transmits 48 kilohertz 24-bit audio via Bluetooth to your Android, iOS, iPadOS, or conventional camcorder while recording a local WAV just in case. This episode of Beyond Podcasting is brought to us in part by CombinedHosting.com. With Combined Hosting, you'll get a WordPress website with your own domain and hosting for your live online radio show or podcast, all combined in the same place. Yes, you can. You can and should host your website together with your podcast in the same place. Yes, you can and should own your own RSS feed containing your own domain, not anybody else's. You'll get forced HTTPS and even get help with your GDPR compliance, DMCA, and more. Visit CombinedHosting.com for more information and read testimonials from our clients. BeyondPodcasting.com We continue with Beyond Podcasting. I'm Alan Tepper from the studio in Coral Gables, Miami, Florida. And we again invite Anthony Matana of Hook Audio, I believe from somewhere in New York. Is that correct, Anthony? Surprisingly enough, Chicago these days. Oh, okay. You're in Chicago now. I thought maybe last year you were in New York. Last year I was in New York, so you're not you're not wrong about that. We're a remote company, so as remote as we are, I am too. Okay. Well, last year, for the benefit of our listeners, last year we talked about Hook Verse, which was your first in the family of Hook Audio products. And if you missed that conversation, it's still available at beyondpodcasting.com. And today we're here to discuss the just-announced Hook Lav. Correct, Anthony? That's correct. Okay, well, that's wonderful. And just to clarify this situation, because I find it so ironic and, and positive for the perspective of Hook Audio, regarding the 48 kilohertz issue, while some other developers keep doing it wrong, for example, Sennheiser with the memory mic, or Adobe Premiere Rush, which causes rejection from all on-air and cable TV stations, Amazon Video Direct, DCI for digital theater, Blu-ray, DVD, and other platforms and venues, resulting in embarrassment for the user and the need for damaging upsampling, Hook Audio keeps doing it right, so we can thank Anthony for that. 
Thank you, Alan. That's very kind of you. You're very welcome. So let's talk about your new product, the new Hook Lab, and then I'm going to bombard you with some very specific questions, but let's just do the overview first. So Hook Lab is the first fully standalone, wearable, wireless, pro-grade lavalier microphone, all built into one product. The lavalier, or the Hook Lav, uh, allows you to capture your voice to any phone, camera, recorder, computer, DSLR, GoPro, uh, utilizing our proprietary Bluetooth recording codec that allows us to stream 24-bit, 48K uh, wave files over Bluetooth at very little latency to any device of your choosing. Okay, well, you just answered one of my questions because I wasn't sure if the 24-bit part of it was only in the local recording or also over the Bluetooth. So thank you for clarifying that. That's wonderful. Yes, so that's what that's a sort of half relationship from our, our codec and half relationship from the mobile app that we use to record on phones. Exactly. And I actually, in my first look article in Pro Video Coalition about this product, there was a comment from a reader where he accused you of lying about the zero latency part of it. And I clarified for him that number one, it's generally accepted in the professional video world to use the term zero latency when it's lower than what the human can perceive. There's always some latency, but as long as it's below what the human being can perceive, it's just generally accepted to say it's zero latency. And I also clarified that you make your own codec and therefore you go way beyond what Bluetooth can normally do. And uh, perhaps you have something to add to that. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I kind of understand where the reader is coming from. And it's what arguably we're trying to fight at Hook Audio, which is one, you know, acknowledging and recognizing and agreeing that, yeah, a lot of Bluetooth audio stinks. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not great. I kind of like to say Bluetooth microphones are where Bluetooth headphones were, say, eight to 10 years ago. Um, a lot of them are very clunky, they're very expensive. And they're not very high quality, or they weren't very high quality. People couldn't trust it because of latency or because of dropouts. But what people, I think, need to understand is that we're sort of reinventing this from, from the ground up. It's not just about the microphone and utilizing a Bluetooth chip. It's, it's, it's creating the, the firmware and the codec and the mobile app and the devices to be able to receive this to ensure that we can have a pro-grade recording. You can make pro-grade audio with Bluetooth. You just have to control the entire system from start to finish. Exactly. And as far as the zero latency part of it, what would you add to that part of it? Technically, I would say our latency is around 0.43 milliseconds, right? But I think as you just noticed, and some people have different opinions on this, you start to experience latency at around 12 milliseconds. So we are even well below one milliseconds when we're utilizing the device to another one or the device to the phone. Um, so again, yeah, like you said, I agree with you that if it's below the, the moment of latency where the ear starts to detect a difference, um, uh, you know, that's where we we say we have the no latency. Exactly. And that's, of course, much lower than what whatever frame rate we might be using, whether it's anywhere between, let's say, 23.976 at the low end or at the absolute highest at 15.994. It's well below the latency of, of a frame. So that's another thing that's important to keep in mind when because we are talking about using this device not for audio only, but also with audio visual productions. That's correct. Okay. Now, I see that you have 
And I think I have them clear, but for the benefit of our listeners, you have two interesting modes beyond, I guess, what you might call the standard mode. And I guess it would be okay to say the standard mode is when, <laughs> yeah. when, the, when the microphone transmits to a Bluetooth, let's say, smartphone or tablet, correct? Correct. So that's the standard mode. And then you have the receiver mode, which, I, if I understand it correctly, is what you would use if you were connecting it to a conventional camcorder, which has a audio input or perhaps an audio recorder if you were doing dual system. Yeah, that's that's correct. So the mode in which you can just take one lav, pair it to your phone, capture audio only or video with audio with using our app we call solo mode. There's also duet mode that allows you to pair two independent lavs to one single phone. So think of like interviews or podcasts. You can do that with one device, which is really cool. Basically, one lav takes the left channel. The other lav takes the right channel, treats it as a two channel, but really it's a dual mono recording to one device. Uh, receiver mode is like you kind of said, is allowing the LAV to work on devices that may not support our Bluetooth codec and not support the Bluetooth connection that we've sort of created. A lot of these devices have mic jacks on them, right? DSLRs, GoPros, computers, they've got a mic in And also audio recorders. And also audio recorders, any kind of field recorder, any kind of hard disk recorder, really important for this. Every LAV is equipped with a, a line-in, line-out TRRS jack, which allows you to either plug in a pair of headphones, you could even plug in an external handheld microphone to the LAV and then use the LAV to transmit in receiver mode, which is really cool. But in this sense, you would send audio wirelessly from one LAV to the other, and the receiver LAV would then take a cable out of its jack into the mic jack of whatever device you want to record to. And then it just is basically being utilized as your standard sort of what you would normally think of as a belt pack lavalier mic, right? That is like a microphone, cable to a transmitter, sends it to a receiver, and the receiver plugs into something. Same with this. The idea here is, though, if you get two lobs, you can use them in all these different variations, whether it's duet mode or it's receiver mode. Great. And in duet mode, and I, I think I, we'll do a parenthesis, I think your device can also record locally in addition to transmitting over Bluetooth. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm really glad you kind of brought that up because the internal storage is a big, big feature of ours and a really, really cool thing that we're excited about that is not necessarily incorporated into our first product, but will definitely be incorporated into our, our future products. Um, you know, as I, I kind of mentioned to you before, uh, Bluetooth mics are kind of where Bluetooth headphones were. They're a little untrustworthy. People are a little still freaked. There are still some instances, no matter how up-to-date your software is, how up-to-date your firmware is, you know, all of your devices are good. In a world of like 100 devices surrounding you, you might have interference on a Bluetooth stream. So by incorporating internal storage on our, our devices, and in Alan, but before you started recording today, you said, I always like to record to two devices just to be safe. Well, I'm the exact same way. So when you record with the LAV, you're streaming the audio to the device you're recording to, but you're also storing a dedicated backup file locally to the storage on the device. So when you end that recording, it's actually merging two audio files together with your video to ensure a seamless dropout free recording, no matter what the environment, no matter what the recording atmosphere, no matter how many devices are around you. So that storage acts as a, a real time live backup and high quality sound to be able to, to eliminate any sort of instance of dropouts. But it also allows you to operate the lav in what we call island mode, which is just using it as a, you know, an, ex a, a, an external recorder. 
Don't pair it to a phone. Don't pair it to a computer. Put it into island mode. Click once to record. Click once again to end it. Then pair it with your phone. The phone will open up. A notification will say, hey, you recorded 10 files in island mode. Do you want to send them over now? And you say, yeah, sure. And then you transmit them over to your phone to be shared to any device you need to be. Okay. Now, when it's in the duet mode, is there a capability that the smartphone can command each one of the transmitters to start recording simultaneously so that the files will be the exact same duration? Yes, exactly. So they will both pair to the phone. You'll open up the Hook app. You'll be able to visualize basically the left and right. Well, it'll look like left and right, but it'll really be LAV1 and LAV2. And you will hit record on the application, which will enable and begin recording on both devices. Okay. So whenever you stop the recording, the duration will be identical and we won't even have to try to resync those two because they'll already be in perfect sync since they have the exact same duration. That's correct. Okay. That's wonderful. Now I would like to ask you about some of your optional filters, which we brushed on just a little bit last year, but now I have some more specific questions. The one that I'm most interested in is the one that's called interview, which I think, and you you can correct or, or expand upon it, but I think it's mainly a low pass or low cut filter, but I don't know if there's more to it or not. Yeah, you know, we, we introduced the filter packs specifically to enhance the sort of recording and listening experience from our first product, the Verse. The Verse had, I and you know, I would say in hindsight, a, a few shortcomings in its sort of technical qualities, one of which being the noise of its microphones. You know, we're utilizing microphones, we're making them wireless, we're sending the audio over Bluetooth, we're trying to go to a mobile device, you know, it can create some noise, if you will. And the interview filter was designed to reduce do some of that, whether it was self noise from the microphones or, you know, fan noise and um, extraneous sound uh, in a recording environment. Arguably, what we're doing with the LAV, just from an internal and, and uh, onboard form of execution, we have multiple high-end digital MEMS microphones incorporated into the LAV, designed to reduce the noise floor considerably, which is much different than the analog microphones that were in our verse. And, you know, it is my goal to accomplish what we may have done in the interview filter on our app natively with the microphones from the LAV without even the need of an interview filter. And without even the user having to activate it or deactivate it? That's correct. That's correct. So multiple microphones in there means that multiple microphones are dedicated for various types of sensitive environments when recording. You know, uh, it's sort of like using multiple speaker drivers to encompass certain frequencies in a speaker cabinet. You have your subwoofer, your your horn, and your tweeter. They are the more you can dedicate to a certain band of frequencies, the better of a clarity and sound picture you can get. Same thing can work with microphones. I'm very very glad to hear that because at least my understanding after seeing it in the app, although I didn't actually purchase the interview filter yet, was that it seems like a post process. And more and more people want to do either what I like to call live to drive, which is the more modern way of saying what used to be called live to tape, or even live. So if it can be in the in the hardware, in the transmitter, then, then it makes it much more practical from that perspective. Yeah, you know, and I think I kind of learned my lesson as a sound designer and a microphone creator with it. For me, I, um, I feel like auto gain is the devil. 
level. You know, it's like auto gain is is sort of a, a cheat. Uh, it feels like I want people to be in control of their sound. I want them to be responsible for their sound. I don't want them to rely on some sort of just auto gain to do it. But the reality is, is if my mission is to get more accessible recording devices to people who maybe don't have the sound design or sound professional background like, like I do, um, there needs to be some some plug and play functionality to it. So we're we're finding ways to make that easier without without me sort of having a crisis feeling like I'm dumbing down sound because I still want people to feel like they have control over it and not that we're, you know, closing everything into the box. Yes, and and that's one of the advantages of recording at 24-bit because we have more latitude to change levels or apply other effects later if we choose to and have the time to do it. I should say too, it's it's really exciting and it's really astounding to see the advances in not only just Bluetooth protocol, but what the, the the smartphone manufacturers like iPhone and Android have done within the Bluetooth stack of their own operating systems and how they they accept and how they handle Bluetooth audio. I mean, from 2015, when we developed the Verse, there have been a lot of innovations in Bluetooth audio for mobile devices that have caused these manufacturers to really sort of beef up their capabilities of receiving and sending audio over Bluetooth. I mean, you know, when we launched the Verse, the AirPods weren't even out yet. And to think about everything that the Apple has done to support those AirPods, they've widened the sort of tunnels that Bluetooth audio can travel through. And so we're utilizing codecs and 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 protocols over audio Bluetooth with the lav that didn't exist with the Verse. And and it's going to result in just a much, much more professional sort of sounding experience that we're really excited about. Yes, and for the benefit of our listeners, I have created a subdomain, which is wireless.beyondpodcasting.com, which today will redirect directly to your Kickstarter. And in the future, will go directly to wherever you have them available in the future. So this same subdomain that I created, wireless.beyondpodcasting.com, will work today and in the future. Now I would like to ask you some other questions. Is there any input on HookLav for an external source if for some reason someone prefers to use a different microphone? Yeah, yeah. And I kind of touched on that a little earlier before. We are working on a sort of adapter cable, which would be essentially on one end, a 3.5 millimeter plug. And on the other side, a female XLR jack, which would allow you to plug a dynamic microphone, say like a handheld, like a Shure SM58 or Electro Voice, you know, any type of dynamic microphone. Yes, or the, the RE50. Yes, yes, also a very common one. Plug it directly into the lav, which essentially then turns that piece into a transmitter, which will then send to a receiver lav, which can then be pumped into anything else. So yes, that jack on the lav can be worked as an input as well as an output in many different variations. And you could also use it to send the signal from a dynamic mic used for an interview to be received on a... Bluetooth on a smartphone or tablet. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. And do you know how much gain is available when you use it that way? Because you know, dynamic mics generally have very low level output, so they need more gain than condenser mics generally do. Yeah, that's correct. So we don't have any sort of like physical knobs or like actual like, you know, sort of tactile buttons on the lav when you're operating it in receiver mode to adjust your mic gain. So we've actually created a system that allows you very easily to pair to our app with that receiver lav and choose whether the output is going to be mic level or line level. 
and in the app, then you're going to have your ability to adjust your mic sensitivity of when you're in receiver mode. Then you'd unpair it from the app, and then you'd have your, your sort of mic gain setting to be able to operate. What is the lowest sensitivity that is it's capable of and still do good quality? I don't know if I can answer that right now. I'd have to check with my firmware developer on that because I don't want to say anything I'm not too certain of. That is also something we're still uh, testing because we're, we're, we're still in the process. We now have multiple digital mics on there. We're discussing adding three more uh, just because. So that could change a little. So I, I don't know exactly at this time. I'm just asking because to, just to give you an example, most dynamic mics are in the range of let's say minus 54 to minus 59 depending on the model so we would hope that there would be enough gain available and i understand that there's not going to be a physical knob for it but there would be enough so that you could get a proper level at the destination yes i can assure you that that will occur that's great to to hear and i'm very very excited about this new device that you're offering and i'm sure that the as the years goes by there will be more and more audio devices in the hook audio family and i'll remind our listeners that they can find them by going to wireless.beyondpodcasting.com do you would like to add anything else definitely check out our kickstarter <laughs> definitely see what you can get from there because right now we are offering the product 40 percent off the future of recording is bluetooth we're really really excited about the, where the, the protocol is going, what it's allowing us to do, what we've learned from our first product. You know, the law in a lot of ways is is six years in the making. Everything that we wish we had on the verse has been put into there, all the functionality. You know, we want the lob to be one of the only mics you really need to be able to work on any device in any scenario and provide a much, you know, a, a, a pro-grade sound that from a podcaster to a journalist to a, a budding YouTuber can feel confident recording with. You know, we want to inspire people to get excited about capturing cool sound. And that starts from the design of our apps to the design of our products. And we think we can do that with the lob. So we're just just really excited to ship it. <laughs> well, thank you very much for joining us today, Anthony. Thank you so much, Alan. It's always a pleasure. BeyondPodcasting.com. This episode of Beyond Podcasting is brought to us in part by CombinedHosting.com. With Combined Hosting, you'll get a WordPress website with your own domain and hosting for your live online radio show or podcast, all combined in the same place. Yes, you can. You can and should host your website together with your podcast in the same place. Yes, you can and should own your own RSS feed, containing your own domain, not anybody else's. You'll get forced HTTPS and even get help with your GDPR compliance, DMCA, and more. Visit CombinedHosting.com for more information and read testimonials from our clients. Until next time, I'm Alan Tepper. Viva el Castellano! Some of the manufacturers mentioned on the BeyondPodcasting.com show have contracted Alan Tepper and or Technoter LLC to carry out consulting and or translations, localizations or transcreations. Many of the manufacturers mentioned have sent Alan Tepper review units. Some links to third parties mentioned in the show may indirectly benefit Technoter LLC via affiliate programs. Alan Tepper's opinions are his own. <laughs>